and welcome back to episode 71, I believe, of the 3 Piece Podcast. Over. Once again, it's the dynamic duo, Josh and Ashton. I think uh, a perfect place for us to start off is a show that you definitely recommended, Abbott Elementary. Have you been keeping up with it? Yeah, I uh, actually have been keeping up with it. Um, glad to see that it's the talk of the town. Everybody and everybody loves the show. Um, I can imagine it. It might. I might get some awards. You know, which would be great to see. You yeah, know what I'm saying? definitely. Um, and it's doing everything right. Uh, I, I can't. I can't imagine like it not winning something. You know what I'm saying? Um, it's hitting. It, I feel like it's hitting all the right pieces that everybody wanted to see. Like very, very specifically, like stuff that I, stuff that I didn't even think um, it was doing. Like I saw a tweet that um, it's great to see women over fifty who have dynamic relationships that have, that are complex and, mm-hmm. and stuff like that. And I was like, oh man, that's right. So like the re- the relationship between Shirley Roth's um, character and the uh, the other um, the other um, female teacher. Like yeah, they have a, you know they have a great friendship. They yeah, have a storyline outside of just like the side characters. Mm-hmm. You know, there's like there's like romance there. They're more than just like um, the main characters. Um, her superiors or her uh, yeah. her, her elders. They're not flat. Yeah, they're not flat. There isn't any there isn't any flat characters. Like all of the characters that you see there, they, there's something else to them. Yeah, they're um, all I, flawed in their own special ways. They all have their unique qualities, and deep down, like everyone really cares. Yeah. By like the kids and the show, it's it's again. I never watched The Office or anything like that, but it definitely has like the whole documentary vibe. Like, okay, you're just following along with these group of people. Yeah. So it's a very you don't feel like you're watching a sitcom. Yeah. Yeah, that's a, it's the I I, re, I really enjoy it. I really it's it hasn't got me to program television. Like I don't what it comes out at like eight o'clock on Wednesdays or something like that. I just wait for the next day for it to come out on Hulu, and I just watch it when I can. Oh, right. Then I, you know, I might let an episode or two stack. So yeah. like, I just watched the um the last episode to come out when her boyfriend was a rapper. Yeah, and I was, was like, with, uh, Zach Fox in there. <laughs> yes. <laughs> so I was like, yeah, I'm so glad I, yeah, yeah. That whole episode was hilarious. And then it, the story in it of like sometimes you just outgrow people. Is that because anyone any one person did anything wrong? Yeah. Or that sometimes you just got to move on because that, you know, you just, being with this certain person is holding you back. Yeah. Or associating yourself with this person or, you know, this this relationship, you're holding on to something that has long since outlasted its usefulness to you. Yeah. But you're just comfortable in it. And that's all you know. So why, you know, why fly too close to the sun? Yeah. Plus, you know, they, they definitely didn't paint him um as is maybe maybe like the first maybe the first episodes, like mm. he just he didn't have that much time on the screen. But like now that he has a, he has another episode so you can see see Zach Zach Fox's character um as a person, you can see like hey he's, he's really not like he's not a bad person. Yeah. Because the the first thing you see you think he's like an asshole, like oh just nigga taking her car, yeah, he's probably I mean, out here yeah, I mean, doing yeah, her he dirty. Kind of, he just kinda of, he's kinda yeah, he's a nigga. Yeah, he's a nigga. Guy. Like yo, you gotta do these bills. You gotta do this. You gotta do that. But this episode's like, oh no, you really care. You know, it's like yeah, you, you care you just, about you're just a really immature person. But yeah, like, you're, it's, he's kind of basic. It's basically Andy from Parks and Recreation, but like the black version. Basically, mm-hmm. like he 
I guess like when Parks and Recreation first started, like Andy was kind of a, he was just kind of like a piece of shit. Mm-hmm. Um, but then you realize like oh he, you know he's actually kind of he's actually kind of like a, a good person. So hopefully you know he the way the relationship goes, he's able to stay with the show because I feel like he's actually one like his episodes are actually actually really good. Like he's just so he's just one of the funnier moments in the show. So hopefully so hopefully he um, he stays with the show. Um, longer term but over overall um yeah i'm i'm very glad i think i think if i had cable i think i would i would watch it when i got it myself yeah yes same if i had cable i would probably try more so but since i know it comes on out on hulu it's like okay yeah it's like because i'm actually i'm actually excited to watch it the next day like i don't i actually watch it on my lunch break like i don't wait until like after work or anything like Mm, that exactly like i actually watch it like as soon as i have an opportunity to watch it after it comes out i actually actually do so yeah, I watch it when I wake up in the morning. I'm doing my first job. Oh. I just turn it on as I'm working. And I keep looking up. I was like, oh, man, this is hilarious. Yeah, and I, it, and I had two episodes. And the episode before that where they were doing the garden. Yeah. And it's like, <laughs> and it's, you see people try so hard. And then you kind of come up with all these fantastic solutions. And it sounds like, no, all this is trash. It's not going to work. We can't do this. We can't do that. And like just the limitations of, like, just the school system in and of itself. And you see people really, really trying, and it's also kind of like, you see why it beats people down. Now, I have a lot of friends who are, like, teachers, and almost all of them are getting to the point where just like, yeah, I'm, teaching was fun. It fulfilled me. It did everything. I really do enjoy it, but I got to get out. I got to get away from this. This is, it's too draining. It's too, you can only put up the good fight for so long. Really? And it's. This is, even with, even with, um, Summer break, yeah. Even, even like with summer like, break, like you straight up get like three, uh, you know, three months, maybe less than three months because you're a teacher. You probably mm. got to do, you know, you probably got to come in like a month early to, you know, prepare and stuff like that, and get your lesson, you know, do your lesson plans and prepare all that. But even still, when you have when you have a, a summer a summer break, it's still like completely draining to where it's like, yeah, I, I need to get out. I mean, from what they tell me, it's like, yeah, it's more so just like it's fun. It's this. The kids are great. The pay isn't worth the hassle and all the their personal money they have to get tied it, tied up in and invested in just to you know do the things they want to do and especially like still st- us still being in the midst of a pandemic it's like yeah no one cares it's this is that you gotta deal with crazy kids you gotta deal with these crazy kids parents the school system being limited on what you can and cannot teach it's just certain things that just like yeah you know they just they getting worn out and it's one of those things that yeah, we should definitely pay teachers more. Yeah, I'm starting to actually seeing that more and more. Um, I guess like through social media, it's like yeah, te- teachers are going through like these kids are crazy. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it's like I don't know, I don't know if they're any different from you know our generation or any other generation, but like they're it just seems like yo these these kids is wild and these teachers real. I think it's more, I think it's more so that what the teachers are receiving in return is just mm-hmm. like di- is diminishing. So that I guess like diminish those diminishing returns is making it harder and harder for it to just be to just to have teachers and retain teachers and um, eventually getting to the point where having schools because you don't you know have enough teachers like you can't have fifty kids in a classroom eventually you're just gonna have to you know separate them in, in other schools because you can't because nobody wants to teach yeah and the teachers you do have you can't keep yeah so and then all the older teachers who are you know because teachers like a Every year you work as a teacher, the more you get paid, right? So if you've been teaching for 20, 30 years, you're probably making a good 
no matter where you teach at, you're probably making a good bit of change. But now all those people got to retire and we don't have people who like are in position to like necessarily take over for them. So it's, it's going to come a time. It's going to come a time. But moving on. So are you excited about Atlanta coming back? Uh, no. Just because I'm not excited doesn't mean I'm not going like, to watch it. Mm. Um, but I can't say that I'm excited. It's, you know, it'll it just be another show that comes out. Yeah, like I said, I'll, I'll watch it, but, I mean, it's just so much time that's spent in between each It's season. been four years so since, four, yeah, so since four season years two. Since season two, so, I mean, it'll be, it'll be great. Um, I, I don't doubt it, you know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. I, I, I believe it'll be a great season. Um, I don't doubt that it's going to be even better than the other two, so. Um, yeah, I mean, especially since there's, I, I don't see anything about the show. I think, I think now it's going to be... Um, I guess from the small snippets that we've seen, it's going to be more so he's in his career and now he's dealing with whatever he had to do to get there. So Yeah, well, season two ended off with them going to Europe. Yeah. They're on the plane going to Europe to a European tour. So I'm assuming most of season three is going to be focused on that. And a while back, Donald Glover came out and said, you know, season three of Atlanta is going to be the best season of television like ever. Like He he put a stamp on it. But yeah, then, yeah, um, I mean, if he says that, I don't know that. I, mean, I don't think he's failed. <laughs> yeah, so we'll we'll see. I'm sure, and I'm sure he can get the hype back. Bro, he ain't missing. I mean, he ain't missing ten years. Mm-hmm. So, but you know, this one time I do I do wish Madrid was here because he's definitely in the camp of take as long as you need to, and just make it right, get it right. Yeah. So I definitely understand that aspect. But then you fall into times like with so much time has passed. Why, why should I be invested in Atlanta again? You know. I mean, I feel like I feel like Atlanta's one of those shows where they can they can do what they want. Um, I think it's one thing about having so much time between seasons is you can visibly see how, how much older the actors are getting. So the continuity is going to be hard because, mm-hmm. you know, you would have to be like, okay, eat between these season and this, uh, this much time has passed because I do like sometimes when, when you bin- like when you binge watch, um, when you binge watch a show, you notice that you can notice like the actors, the actors getting older. Um, and it is a bad thing, but it's just like, um, what you re- like, I guess, how the, the feel of the show changes when you see the actors getting older. So, yeah. Um, they, said, they said it's going to end the season four. Yeah. So, so I can't see- imagine like eight. Can you, can you imagine like eight years? Like another <laughs> like another four years? Yeah. Because but, the show's not even out yet, but another four years? Yeah. But they did say they shot, they shot season three, season four, basically at the same time. Oh, okay. And good. season three is what, it's supposed to come out March 24th. Oh, yeah. Even the promotion. So it's, season three starts March 24th, so we're about a month away. Okay. And then season four is going to start in the fall. So let's say if it's nine, ten episodes, you probably get like a week or a month break. And they get another right nine back. to ten. And then it comes yeah, and hits you right back. I just want to get it out. <laughs> like, yeah. I mean, it's, they, they, they did what they needed to do so they can. Like mm-hmm. a solid. I mean, it's, it's four seasons, but like there's nothing wrong with a, fi- a solid five-season show. Yeah. Just like a solid five seasons. Even some, some shows, they get two. Like you get two good seasons out of them, and they did what they needed to do. Yeah. It's, it's, yeah. A, story, it's a story that was told. Through a series, so yeah. If Atlanta would have ended that season two, I would have been completely satisfied. I would have wanted more and craved more, but now so much time has passed. Yeah, I'm surprised they're getting to season four. I think they could end it at season three. You gotta think it's, it's it's it won all these awards. Like I think it won two Emmys. Yeah, you got, you got a lot of hype around it, so things like that. So it's I can see why it got a season four, simply just because it's one of the best shows FX has put out. It's one of the best shows on television. Yeah, I mean they probably got a bad. Board. Yeah. I wish it would have came. Uh, what was it? Was that twenty eighteen? I think so. We had Atlanta and you had Insecure, 
and you got like, all these great like black television shows all coming out at the same time. So it's like this is a great time and yeah, right off the bat, right off the backs of. Right off the back of Abbott Elementary, yeah, and then Atlanta coming back, and then do you watch? Do you, do did you check out the Grand Crew? Like, are you watching the Grand Crew? No, I haven't checked it out yet. Uh, it's it's if you if you're watching Abbott Elementary and then you watch the Grand Crew, you probably would like Abbott Elementary a lot more because mm-hmm. stuff that you did. Uh, it's it's still it's still black. Tell it's still like it's still black, but it's just it's a different it's a different kind of black. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? They still, I think, are they on the same? Ne- I don't think they're on the same network. Abbott Elementary is ABC, and then Grand Crew. If it's on ABC, Abbott just for Abbott Elementary feels like it's on NBC, mm-hmm. and Grand Crew feels like it's on ABC. That's I think, crazy. I think it, it's weird because the ABC ABC is a little bit softer. It's the Disney. It's Disney. It's Disney. So it's it, everything they put out is going to be a little bit softer, and NBC can be a little bit edgy since it has SNL and and I think The Office was on um, NBC. Think so, uh, but yeah, Grand Crew definitely feels like ABC. It's a little bit softer. They they put they, it's still black, but they put the gloves on. Um, but it's still good. Um, I you know it's, it's definitely worth checking out. It's still, yeah, yeah. Anything anything that I would say is just it's just it's just the blackness has a glove on it. Uh, but it's 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 great to see more. Um, it's on NBC. So, uh, Grand Crew, mm-hmm. Grand Crew is on NBC. Okay, so yeah, yeah, so it's like the mentally it's flip off for me because the feel of the show is is, mm-hmm. um, is a little bit wider than um, Abbott Elementary, yeah. which is weird because like they don't it's not like they go dark, but it's like the jokes are a little edgier. Kinda. Yeah, no, I'm like I, I, don't, I don't know, I don't know how to, I don't know how to explain it because it's like I guess it's more Wait, Abbott Elementary. Yeah, no, I think it's more it's more neat the way it's more niche. It's it's like putting like them saying John and yeah niche young bull and teen, like stuff. Like, yeah, niche, niche is very that's a that's a great word. It's I've been very much if you get it, you get it. If you don't, you don't. Yeah. Like it's a it's a great show. Anyone can watch the show with any demographic, any background, whatever you have. The same thing with Atlanta. Anyone can watch these shows and fully enjoy them because it, them at its core, at its base, are just great shows. Yeah. But it's all the nuances and things that are in it that make it unique. That's like, oh, it takes it to a whole other level. If you understand what they're talking about, you know, yeah, I, think, never... I, I think Grand Crew just kind of handholds mm-hmm. that kind of stuff. Like, I think what, the one thing I thought was was uh, was kind of cool that he did is like the um, like the ritual slap boxing. Mm-hmm. I thought like I thought that was cool, but they handled it in a way that's kind of is like this is kind of corny. Even though it's like I, you don't see you don't you don't see um, like somebody is like yo we gotta handle this because we got we got we got a box. Yeah, it's like I was like oh man that's something that you have to like you have to know about that to understand it. Mm-hmm. But it, for some reason, the way they handled it was kind of like, oh, that's 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 kind of corny. But it's still, but the fact that they had it there was 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 cool. Yeah, I think it's the well, this is a great segue into talking about Jordan Peele, which is the biggest criticism I hear about Jordan Peele movies, which I think you can apply to these same um, to these shows, is well, not necessarily not elementary, but from what I'm getting from you from Grand Crew, it's uh, are you making a black show for black people? Or are you making a black show for a white audience? And like, are you not necessarily dumbing things down, but like you said, hand holding, because you want that wider audience to understand and to get it. Yeah, because you don't. Want, I guess it's like you don't want it to be a inside joke. Yeah, Grand, Grand Crew is more like you don't want this to be an inside joke. So we're going to explain the joke for you. It is. This is a. It's like kind of like this is a black joke that black people do. 
this just so you understand this. Abbott Elementary is like we're gonna do this if you get it. Like you say, if you get yeah. it, you get it. If you don't, you don't. So also, I guess like talking about Jordan Peele, I'm excited for Nope. I'm definitely gonna see that. You like the trailer? Yes. It was good. It was good. I you can definitely feel I definitely feel like the budget jumped up. Yeah. From um what was this first joint? Uh Get Out. Get Out looked great. It was shot great. Cool, but you can tell they were on the low budget. You can tell the budget. He's definitely got the budget ramped up for this. Yeah. Um, and then Us. Us, Us was also shot. So I was like, I still yeah. still haven't seen Us. You still haven't seen it? Yeah. What's it on? It's on something, right? Last time I checked, it was on HBO Max. Uh, I'm going to check that out. But this is like last year. Okay. So hopefully it's still there. Right. But yeah, I watched the trailer. I'm excited. I've seen every Jordan Peele film except for Candyman, just because he. I think he's just. I think he just. Yeah, yeah, he just produced Candyman. This one they made sure to put written and directed by Jordan Peele. So I was like, okay, cool. So I'm I'm excited for it. I really can't have no idea what it's about. I feel like I feel like it's gonna be the M Night Shyamalan kind of like it's a mystery. There's monsters, but you don't see the monster like thriller type. You know, extraterrestrial mm-hmm. kind of existential, you know, kind of thing. Uh, plus, I'm really I'm happy to see Kiki Palmer getting this role. Oh yeah, I'm she's a- going to be stunning in it. I yeah. really hope that she gets real recognition for this. Um, it's almost like this is a long. It's almost I, how, how old is Kiki? She's she's around our age, right? She's like a year younger than us. A so year younger than us. She's like 27, 28. Okay, so it's almost as it, I guess. Considering how Hollywood treats women as mm-hmm. far as age, she's already past. She's past the age of like, um, I guess like what would be like for a prime actress would be early to mid twenties, and she's like what twenty eight, twenty nine, twenty seven. She's already past that, but she's also kind of reaching another. Um, she's twenty eight. She's twenty eight. Okay, so yeah, she's. Um, she's not old enough to be like a mom necessarily, mm-hmm. but like you know, she's aging, a- aging out. But also, you can see her. Yeah, right, she's it's, still right. It's crazy. It's, for our age, like you really feel like you grew up with Kiki Palmer. Yeah, like from Akila and the Bee to that one movie she had with Ice Cube. Yeah, to um, True Jackson VP. She's played. It's like she's played so many characters. She's pivotal, pivotal. But I, she still doesn't get the respect as an actress. But even though she like was, a super solidified. Yeah, yeah. But like, it's not like she produces bad work. Like Akila and the Bee, she was really good in that film. As yeah, a child actor. Like she's she. You know she's a great she's a great actress, but I feel like she's reaching a point where she's everybody wants her to win, mm-hmm. and so seeing Jordan Peele like hey you know what I'm saying I I like I see you and I think that's great and that's what we've always kind of like wanted, essentially like how Abbott Elementary is like mm-hmm. you always wanted to see a black you know a black show showing blackness without hand holding how we want to be seen. Um, it's not it, explicitly about trauma. Yeah, it's not a, a black show that's not explicitly uh, about trauma. But then you have what we've always wanted of black people in position within films, so that they can see they can see like uh, an actress that needs um, or, or not. Say, I want to I don't want to say needs, but is deserving of a certain caliber of work. The or shot. A chance they they, they, they yeah. deserve that chance, but didn't necessarily get it. Now you have a black person in power that can be like, okay. We can win it. Like we can, we can, we can win some awards, right? Like mm-hmm. I'm, it's, it's me. We're gonna win some awards. So okay, they're deserve. You know, they're they're deserving. You're gonna get the look. You're gonna get the look with this. And so 
that's I feel like that's also important. Exactly it's important to see now, and because that's something we've always been working towards, and it's it's great to see. Um, I'm I'm really proud that um, Jordan Pill got Kiki Palmer for that, so that um, she's able to get that look because I feel she's going to be absolutely. She's, yeah, she, yeah, she's no, I definitely feel like she's gonna knock it out of the park. Which you know, it's Kiki Palmer has been acting for years, right? Yeah. But I think it's crazy that her most when you think of Kiki Palmer, you think her her iconic roles, all her as like a child. Yeah. So now she's like an adult. I think this would be the the well, one. Wait, what was the last Kiki Palmer thing that you've seen of her as an adult? Insecure. She was in Insecure. She's in season five. The last season, Insecure. Oh, I didn't, I didn't, I didn't know. Yeah, she was um, Condola's sister. Oh, okay. So she was only in like one and a half episodes. Yeah. So that's that was very, very, very recent. very recently. So, so she's just seen her. Yeah. So what before, like before that, like what what have you seen her in? Uh, she was in Hustlers, apparently. Uh, Brotherly Love. Came out twenty fifteen. Scream Queens. So I remember that. Scream. Oh, Scream she was so she was already in a horror movie before. Okay. So I'm like, okay, cool. You you still in that? Um She's in the movie Pimp. So she she's got a bunch. I feel like honestly Big Mouth. Do you watch the last season the latest season of Big Mouth? Oh, okay. She's the fuck the the worm, the snake. Oh, I just honestly I only saw like two seasons of Big Mouth, but but like she, it's it's just it's just that I feel like she didn't really get that look since she didn't Achilles and the Bee win some awards as well. It, it won some awards. It, was, it, was, it, it won was some crit- awards in the black community. It was I, I feel like Achilles and the Bee was a critically acclaimed, if not if not award winning, I feel mm. it was a critically acclaimed um, film. Um, but it's it's great to see that in you know, uh, uh, she getting she getting this. Uh, Getting the shot, which would mean even more work for Kiki Palmer since um, she's great. No, she is great. I just think, like, looking at her list of movies and shows she's been in, her, her, the things you think of Kiki Palmer are often when she was like in her youth, like a child, like a child actor and stuff. She's been in plenty of things since then, but you know, I think is this is, yeah, I mean, it's uh, honestly seeing this, it's, it's, it really is just a bunch of when all the movies she's been in, it's, it's you know, Hood Flags B movies. Yeah, um, so I feel like uh, I feel like which her co-star in the movie Daniel Kaluuya, who you know you want to put in your, your conspiracy theory hat, who's already in Get Out. Is he playing the same character? Is he too linked? Like, wh- I'm surprised I haven't seen those big theory threads already about how Nope is connected to Get Out, which means it's also connected to us. All this shit's connected somehow, some way. Uh, I can, I can, I can imagine it after the film comes out. Yeah, I, it ha- has to be right because it's too on the nose for him to cast Dan Kalu again yeah. as another main character in the show. And it's like, you know, you already know the comparisons are going to be made, so it has to be there. But then again, he's like, no, he's just the best person for the job. Yeah. Again, I thought it was, honestly, I thought it was cool, like seeing like black person in a hoodie on a horse. I was like, yo, this shit is cool. It's a nigga on a horse. I was like, I was like, this <laughs> like they put like a, a black ranch, like a black ranch, which is like when it's like a, when it's something that's like realistic. Okay, mm-hmm. this, is, this is real. Okay, this is real. It's still on. It's like a black like black ranchers. I don't know. I don't know what it is about black cowboys. Like seeing that on the screen, it's kind of like, yeah, this is cool as fuck. Um. But yeah, I'm I'm excited. I'm definitely I definitely want to see that. Um, I don't know I don't know if I want to see it like that first weekend because like I don't like I don't like crowded theaters. Um, but I'm definitely going to see it like 
the day after. <laughs> if it comes out on a Friday, I might see it on a Saturday or something like that. When's the last movie you saw in theaters? Uh, I saw Venom. Venom. You even see Spider Man? I haven't seen Spider Man yet. Oh man, I should. I might it, go tomorrow. Yeah, it just passed uh, Avatar as like the third highest grossing movie of all time. Really? Yeah, I might do tomorrow. Let's go. You know, had a Kang Frank see a movie. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> it's like it right there. It's like oh yes, go see. Yeah, go see it. Um. So nope, nope would be the, nope could get you in the movie theater. Yeah, nope is is definitely if if I'm, if I'm not going tomorrow to see Nope at home, then yeah. Also, Uncharted is coming out. It's it's another film that nobody I don't know why nobody's talking about it because mm. it's Tom Holland and Mark Wahlberg. Even though I honestly don't really like Mark Wahlberg, but you know it's it's still it's still like I, Marky Mark. Yeah, it's this still like I don't want to see him on screen punching people of color. Yes, uh, living up, living up to his name, Marky Mark and the is that Marky Mark and the Funky Bunch or some shit. Yeah, it's like it's just like behind the scenes footage that wasn't even supposed to be part of the movie. But anyway, because <laughs> like, I'm a fan of the Uncharted series, so um, like, I, don't, I actually played all, all except for like the new the newest one I haven't played. Um, but the the, the original um, trilogy I played I played all three of them. It's a great it's a great series. Yeah, it's definitely it's one of those. Okay, this kind of needs to be. It's it's a movie type game. Like it makes sense for it to be a movie. So to see that they did actually did it's like okay, this is this is this is dope. I don't know if I'm gonna. See, I don't know if I'm really gonna see it in the theater. I'd be willing to wait. If somebody was like, "Yo, let's go see Uncharted," I might go. But it would depend on how the reviews are. If it's, I'll watch it at home. I'll stream it. Yeah. Definitely, I'll definitely stream it. But if it's a, I would need good reviews. Like, yo, you gotta go see this, and you have to experience this in the theater. I think it. I because th- I think to see Uncharted, I would like Uncharted the game in theater would be amazing because it's stunt filled. It's like action packed. Like one mm-hmm. uh, one scene I knew that I knew that they had to have is when um he was falling off the back. He was falling yeah, off the, the back, back of the plane. plane. Yeah. So they was like, okay, they they put that scene in. It's like, all right. That's, that's that's probably going to be cool to see in like the big screen instead of like seeing it on the smaller, especially especially for the first time. If you know, it's, it's kind of like a rendition of, um, the game. So I feel like that'll be great. It'll be great to see, um, it'll be great to see on the big screen. Okay. Well, uh, what about Doctor Strange too? Yeah, I'm going to see that for sure. 100% <laughs> I'm that like, no, yeah. No. no, no the hype. Cap. The hype I'm is real. Hype about that. I saw the trailer two days ago. I was like, uh, yeah. Yeah. This yeah. Like yeah, this shit is gonna be crazy. Cause, they, cause they, the execution of the original, the, uh, the mm-hmm. first Doctor Strange film was so great. Like, okay, you nailed the visualization of like mysticalness and dimensions melting and yeah. and, and stuff like that. Um, they nailed it. They know how to do that. So I feel like they can still dip them taking that to the next level, especially since I've seen the what ifs. Mm-hmm. Because um, in the what ifs, they had um, the dark evil Doctor Strange, mm-hmm. and knowing that evil Doctor Strange is going to be a very pivotal part of this movie is going to be like insane. It's like absolutely. It's like okay, we have a, we have a Doctor Strange that's been drawing on dark energy for like however long. I don't know how long it's going to be there. Mm. It's like time does because like he's outside of time. Time yeah. doesn't exist. So it's like the evil Doctor Strange has been drawing on dark energy because he's been killing and and slaughtering, summoning, slaughtering, slu- summoning, slaughtering energy and he's like absorbing and he's been doing that for like a very long time and like sitting in it and all of a sudden he's like the evil version and you gotta face that with like, I feel like it's, they're gonna introduce the Illuminati. Yeah, you basically seen Professor yeah, X. Like you, you got like a, you got like, you, it was like a one second, it was like I guess we should tell him. I was like, yeah, they're gonna do the Illuminati, yes. Illuminati which is probably gonna be introducing like the uh, Fantastic Four, 
Um, the X Men, which I which I honestly believe is going to be introducing Doom as a villain in this one. It's, I think I think post credits Doom might be some. They're going to be this, there's going to be a Doom snippet. I feel like. Yeah, I can see that. Honestly, go watch watch Spider Man because okay. they have edit the the second after credit scene. The one at the very end is a teaser for Doctor Strange too. So like, not this teaser we just saw, we just seen, but you get a teaser for Doctor Strange. Okay. To at and and you can tell how Spider Man that movie kind of sets up like oh they did this here, and they really just included the Spider Man and Spider Man shit. Imagine them bringing like the rest of the shit in. It is being a really a Marvel. You know, at the end of the day, Spider Man is still a Sony property. Yeah. So they can pull out all the stuff. They can make the movies great because they need these movies to be great because they don't want to hurt the brand. But I do think. When they do when they they do that well with Sony stuff, I think they say, okay, our next Marvel movie has to be that shit, yeah. just to like, okay, y'all had this shit, now I'll come back for this, now I'll get you right back into the saddle, you know? Yeah, cause, uh, yeah, I think a lot of people thought it was, um, I guess the, the the most recent phase, it wasn't that grand in mm-hmm. comparison to the other films. Um, I guess like other other phases were, I mean, they were, I mean, those are those are big blockbuster films, as opposed yeah. to like series, like this series, this series was good, you know, One Division was good. What if was good? Loki was good. Like that, it expanded on the world and the stories, and it did what it needed to do. But it didn't have the same impact as Iron Man one, two, three did had on me. No, of course not. I I do think I think Doctor Strange two is definitely going to drive those Disney Plus subscriptions up. Yeah. Because if you haven't checked out those shows, again, um, Kevin Feige came out and said already. You don't have to watch the shows to watch the movies. Like you can just watch the movies and get what's going on and understand it. The shows just give you all the background, all the like extra shit. So I feel like if you haven't seen those things yet and you go and watch this movie, it's gonna make you wanna like, damn, how did this shit happen? Yeah. Where did this shit come like, from? Like how is this like why is this so significant? Like, like yeah. when when um when Doctor Strange is meeting with one, it's kind of like, okay, why is this so significant? If you saw one division, then you know it's like, okay, you was out here tripping. Yeah. So, but why did she? Why did she look like that? How did? When did she get like this? And you're like, oh, okay, you got to go watch one division. You'll know. So it's like, yeah, I do. I'm excited. Do- yeah. Doctor Strange, um, Uncharted is a maybe. Nope. I don't know. I'm not. A, I'm still not a big horror fan. Like the idea of making myself feel uneasy just doesn't sound like a good time to me. Would you? Would you, you? You saw. Um, us, right? Yeah, I seen us. I seen Get Out. I seen all his films. Yeah, so I feel like it. I feel. It feel like it'll be the same. Yeah, show. there's never. I don't think it's gonna be. I don't think it's gonna be scary. Yeah, I just think it's gonna give you a vibe. It's gonna give you a vibe. Actually, I said, I don't. I know plenty of people who argue that Jordan Peele films aren't necessarily horror. They're more like suspense. Yeah. So if it's suspense, I like suspense. That's cool. I don't like gore. Oh. That's the shit that really fuck. Gorge, it makes my skin crawl. Oh, okay. yeah. So like it's going to the movies to see gore. Yeah, I I will I avoid gore all the time. It's like Resident Evil, like video games stuff. Like that. I was like, eh, no, I'm sure this is fun. Yeah, and fine, you know. Remember, I love Gears of War. I love Chainsaw through niggas as much as the next nigga. But it's uh it get, like it gets into you. like I, I I'm I, I'm not like that, but there are times where I am. It's like okay, I don't I don't really want to see that. Yeah, like you just seeing a bunch of cuts on somebody's body. Just, Ugh, this, no, it's not. Yeah, it's it like turns turns your stomach. Yeah, yeah. But yeah, all yeah. of a sudden, the screen cuts to somebody's brain being like dissected out. Yeah, that's like, like nah, like, I'm not, I'm not, I'm not. And this is coming from a person who's, you know, had to touch dead bodies for a while. 
What is that like a part of a job? <laughs> nah. Um, back in college, before I transferred to Georgia State, I was a radiation radiation therapy major, and I was also a physician assistant major. Anyway, um, we had anatomy, and with anatomy, we had live, not live, but we had dead bodies. Yeah, that was, like, yeah straight from, like, yeah, this person died two weeks ago, Damn. and now they're on your table, and you're like going in, you're touching their lungs and their radial nerves, and yeah, like the smell. I mean, Every time I, I walked into class, I was like, oh, God. That's when I knew, like, you know what? I can't do this. I remember being nervous about um, dissecting in high school. We never did that. You never did that? We, we, it was a shit. It was like we didn't each get an individual, um, like, everybody didn't get a pig or a lizard. It was more so the teacher would do the dissecting. You know, you doing, you know, 100 classes, everybody can't get a pig. Like, all right, the teacher's going to do one pig, and everybody gets to watch. Um, Damn, Texas is different. No, this was in uh, um, Gwinnett. I, I, I was, Shit. Yeah, yeah, I was in high school in Gwinnett. Um, oh, fuck. Well, Gwinnett, different. Um, but yeah, I, I just I understand that. Yeah, man. Well, uh, what music have you been checking out lately? Uh, music? Um, really? I've been one... Band, I guess like band. I don't want to say band. Honor, so I've been checking out is a is a guy named um, Idress. It's just another. Um, it's really just like another indie um, character that I've been listening to that I really like. Um, a local person named Alan Love mm. is actually pretty good because he work. He's been working with this other band that I um, always love going to see. They're like super acid jazz. You know, if you want to see live music and somebody you know absolutely shredding a guitar in in a jazz style. Um, a band called Safari Williams you should love to see um, and then a guy named Alan Love they've been working together um, and so the music they've been making is, is great especially seeing it on the local scene mm-hmm. it's super cool to see um, um, folks in Atlanta making like alternate alternative music so um, I'm enjoy- I've been enjoying that um, the currency just dropped which is having me excited about the project he's dropping with Alchemist, which is making me go back and listen to Corporate Coup, and then realizing, oh, yo, this is actually a moment in hip-hop that doesn't really get the yeah the respect that it deserves. Like, we talk about all these other mainstream things that are like, okay, this everything shift after th- shifted after this, mm. but nobody really talks about Corporate Coup. Like, everybody talks about, you know, when Chief Keef dropped, everything started doing the drill, but it's like, yo, when Currency dropped on the underground scene, like, shit really shit like, shifted. Shit like, shit music, shifted. Like, the music that people were making just was different after Cobra Coup. Yeah, the first time we ever heard Freddie Gibbs over Alchemist beat is yeah. Scotty Pippen. The return, like, Coop. hearing, like, hearing Prodigy, you know what mm-hmm. I'm saying? Like, if he wasn't listening to Prodigy music like that, uh, because, you know, well, Mob Deep was, you know, Mob Deep wasn't as popular as current, you know, somebody, nobody in high school was listening to Mob Deep, really, unless you're listening to, like, the old stuff. Mm-hmm. Um, or nobody's listening to new Mob Deep in high school, I, I don't think, I don't know. I mean, in Atlanta, you know. So hearing, like, hearing Prodigy over on that project was amazing. Um, but yeah, just excited about listening to that. Yeah, uh, shout out to Dead End Hip Hop, because, you know, we record at Dead End Studios. Um, they actually did an interview with Alchemist a couple years back. You should go check it out on their YouTube page. And Alchemist even said, like, yeah, the first time I ever just worked with one artist on an entire project was uh, Covert Coup with Currency. And that changed my, he said, that changed my production style. How I produced, how, like, I stopped trying to just make great beats and things like that. And, like, I started trying to tailor my, my beat making 
to the artist. Yeah. And then like, so he doesn't, Alchemist probably doesn't go on this run if he doesn't make Cooper Cooper currency. Like he doesn't start doing what he's doing with Bodie James. He doesn't, he doesn't do what he's doing with Earl or with uh, Freddie Gibbs or any of these people. Because he's just like, that wasn't a thing I knew I could do or a thing I knew I liked doing until I did it with currency. Yeah. So, I mean, he, he's had he's had other he's had other projects um, that were kind of popular. Um, I remember I, re, I distinctly remember during that time because um, I kind of knew I kind of knew about the Alchemist because I knew that he produced um, what's that one song? Uh, Why is that? Oh, I knew that yeah. I knew that he produced "Hold You Down," and so that kind of that was that that's something that always like stuck out to me until I saw that he was doing that. And of course, you know we we gonna make it. And of course, we we gonna. I, I actually I didn't even know he I didn't even know he. We gon' make it. He had um, rappers, ra- rappers' best friend. That was the project. Like, if you like, because I was like always on the blogs and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. So the alchemist was always like a character that I would see on the blogs. Um, like first, like first infantry. Like thinking that alchemist, I thought the alchemist was like a rapper. Mm-hmm. Really, I thought I, honestly, my introduction of the alchemist, I thought the alchemist was a rapper that also made beats. So. Um, I could, I could, I could imagine him. Where I, I don't know if he were, he would be working to the same extent. He probably would still be working with some of the same artists, just because when he was working, when he was working back then, um, he had a, he had a tape with somebody else. I can't remember. I can't remember what it was called. It was him, him and Gang Green. Mm-hmm. What was the name? They was in a group. Is that the, was that the name of the group? It was him. It was the Alchemist and Gang Green. Yeah, that's the name of the group, Gang Green. They had what they had one they had one project out, and of course it's just rap nerd. <laughs> yeah, rap nerd. <laughs> shit. Like even though on Gang Green, that's like being a, being a hip being an underground hip hop nerd um, in the mid two thousands. Just even knowing that name. Yeah, I, I haven't heard it till you just mentioned it. You ever heard of Ono? Oh, oh, no. Uh, yeah. I mean, honestly, you probably you probably would not even know who that is unless you were listening to like you were really listening to like Madlib because he'll he'll pop up on a couple um Madlib joints. Okay. Um, but yeah, it's it's just other it's just other like hip hop nerd like if you you gotta look for you got you just gotta look and be into like a lot of shit to even like for for that to even pop up on your radar. Um, did you ever get around to checking out Jet Files? Ooh, I didn't. The slept on currency mixtape. Yeah, you, you introduced me to Jet Files. It's like I, didn't, yeah. I had no idea that this project even existed. Yeah, he, no, currency puts out just so much work. Yeah. That, and then again, I think we started this conversation the other day, but the Stone Immaculate kind of gets, I don't want to say panned as like a currency project, but I, I really, I really enjoy the Stone Immaculate. Yeah, I don't think I don't think anybody really bring any, when anybody talks about a currency project, nobody nobody no one brings, brings it up. It but it's just right. like no one he wrote that fucking the rap opera, and actually once you put that together, like how it comes on and how it ends, there's a storyline that reads all throughout. Like he really he really did this thing on that album. It just sounds so different from literally the stuff he's making the year before. So like you got Power Talk One, Power Talk Two, Covert Coop, Jet Files, uh, Weekend at Bernie's. It's, he's, he dropped so much music and it sounded a certain type of way, and then he dropped Stone Immaculate, and that sounded completely different. I think I think what it was is a lot of people. I think the one of the main things that um, like my fr- like my friends who are actually who are really into currency, they listen mm-hmm. to the album. 
they just they was like, yeah, he sounded like he was trying to make a main. He su- he sounded like he was trying to cross into the mainstream, and that's the reason why people didn't like it. Yeah, because I- it because the mainstream doesn't really fit. Currency, because like I'm looking, like I'm looking at the features, which would, it, it just reminded me of like, oh yeah, you got two chains, Wiz Khalifa, Pharrell, um, Big Crit. It's like you have, like you, if you got two chains on your, you if you have two chains, that's what two on, chains is two chains, and 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 if you have two chains and Wale in 2012 on your album. Yeah, you 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 trying. I feel like he was trying to make a a mainstream run, trying to cross over, but it didn't really land. It is a, I mean, it is this is mainstream debut. Like this is. Yeah, wasn't this his first like actual album? Album. album. I mean, if you count, if you count, of course, there's, this ain't no mixtape, which is like his first technically album you had to buy. The Pile of Top One, Pile of Top, all yeah, those are albums. But like, as far as like a major album, a major, a major album release, I think uh, Stone and Mackie came out on Warner, Warner Brothers. Yeah, and it was like he, it was like yeah, you got this, got this, got to sell, so you got to have some. Yeah, I, mean, I don't think he, I don't think he folded as far as being himself, but nah. at the same time, you know, wanting to make music that was current. Kind it, of, yeah. Like it, a mainstream the sound kid. is the sound is different. Yeah. I don't think he was chasing and necessarily chasing the mainstream sound because the thing is, Big Crit got the same criticism for Live from Underground, which again, it's a good album. It might not be as good as his mixtapes that came immediately before it and immediately after it, but you know he had the same criticism. Where it's like, oh, I think he's trying to he's trying to sound mainstream. I think I remember having this conversation with a girl. Oh, young young woman, and she was telling me like, yeah, I hope big, career, I hope his album doesn't do well because I want him to stay underground. I don't want his album to sell. Well. I don't. I refuse to buy it because I I love his music so much, and I feel like if he does really well, his music's going to change, and I don't want that. And I was like, damn, you don't want this man. And I was like, I mean, look at I mean, look at Wiz Khalifa. Yeah, <laughs> you know, yeah, I think like that. Yeah, he, he, he got, got it. He got that. He got that success, and then after that, the music that was making was changing. Which I I get, I really I get it. I understand it, but I I wouldn't that that made me rethink being an artist. I being an artist, being a rapper, because everyone you think about it, you know, everyone's right written a rap before. Everyone's rap before all those things, right? But like that was the first time I was like, wow. Imagine you put your heart and soul into this. Here it is, and like your fan, your core fan base doesn't want to support you because they don't want you to change. They just want you to stay to themselves. And I was like, damn. And that made me look at all the criticism I see of artists completely differently. And I was like, you listen to Live from Underground. Again, I you can readily admit it's not as good as mixtapes, sure. But then he had to do, I had to deal with sample clearances. He's like, it's certain songs where the sample brought the soul into it. And I couldn't get sample clear because Def Jam didn't want to clear the sample. You know, because he make all his own beats, he do all his own shit. They didn't want he really didn't want to open up the budget for him. You know all these things like you you hear him then so he talks about even when he comes back on Catalactica, it's more angry. He's like I made it, I was angry making that album. You can hear it in his music, which funny enough, J Cole said the same thing about his second album. Um, he was angry making it because he got the criticism because J Cole the same thing, but J Cole dropped his first album. It's we put all these expectations. Wale, uh, even Drake to a certain extent. We put the we really at that point in time the early two like the twenty eleven twenty twelve that era when we was like when we were really coming into our own with these artists either expectations were way too high that they could never reach them or anything they put out we would I think we would have criticized you know yeah. take Big Crit's best project you in your mind if he puts that out as his album 
I think it probably still gets criticized simply because it's coming out in the mainstream. Mainstream had such a dirty tinge to it. I, I don't. I don't know because I, I would think um, Return of Forever if that was released as an album. I don't. I don't think it would be the same as um, it, the, the, that label debut because the sound. The sound of the label debut is always. It's always different because I feel like there's more pressure from the label to. Have the club banger, the one for the ladies, the this, this, and that. Mm. It's not just like, like I said, not necessarily that they're going to be changing themselves, but like, um, I feel like there's a more hand in what the if there's like, okay, we need one for the ladies, like, okay, I'll do one for the ladies, but I'm going to do what I want to do, do yeah. for the ladies. But like, if it was a mixtape, they wouldn't even they the sound of it would have been completely different. Mm. And it's like it's it's there's 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 definitely a difference. There's definitely a difference between like a mixtape. I always felt like there was there, there was always a difference between the mixtape and the album. Even if, if even if it's all original music, the album is always going to be even because like the mixing is even going to be different. So it's going to yeah. feel different because the mix the mix is going to be more everything's going to sound more compressed and polished and and all of that. And this, even like sometimes even like the subject matter is going to be um, this this and that. Like I remember when everybody was doing like the think of all like Lupe Fiasco. Lupe mm-hmm. Fiasco is forced to do the singles. Like you don't know is like not no not really knowing Lupe to be um like what was the the Trey song song <laughs> girl I want you to know yeah exactly like that's that's a, I can't get you out of my head that feels like it, it feels like even the verse was cool but it feels forced albums albums always feel no. forced to me like it's Lupe he, he put yeah. he put his thing on it Lupe Lupe but still it, did Lupe that's but it's, but it, it felt forced yeah when he talks about lasers he said literally Atlantic came to me with my album not the album I made it came with all the beats with all the hooks already on it and said just rap to this and if you don't rap to this we're not putting out your, we're not putting out your music so he's trying to wait him out he's like all right cool I went on a I went on tour I came back from tour okay I still ain't fuck with me bet. I'm gonna go on a world tour. When on world tour came back, okay, y'all still ain't fuck with me. Bet I'm gonna do this U.S. tour. Did a U.S. tour. Came back. They still y'all still ain't fuck with me. Fuck it. All right. And finally, he's, he's at a point where it's like he had you know it's his job to rap. You know he he, kept, he just went on tour. He couldn't just go right back out on tour. He ain't Kanye. He ain't you know these rappers that could just tour forever. You feel me? Cause he ain't really had a catalog enough like that. Cause it's only his. He only had food and liquor and the cool, which are now like both like ten years old now. It's just like fucking crazy. But yeah, I went out and I was just the type of person, especially like in high school when you were like we can go out and buy a CD. Only the CD meant something to me. I was like, I feel like I'm supporting. I was such a big Lupe stand, which I'm, I'm still am really. It's just like oh. I'm gonna go buy lasers. I know I don't even really like this album, but that's my man. I'm going to support. You feel me? I'm gonna go out. I'm gonna buy. I remember I was in Target. I went to Best Buy. I went to um, a Walmart and found out I was at Target. Everywhere was sold out. I remember walking up, seeing it was the last one on the shelf. I picked it up. It was one of those moments. I picked it up right when someone else was reaching for it. I just happened to get get it first. And I was like, oh, the guy was like, oh, y'all got any more of these in the back? He's like, no, nah, that's the last one. And I kind of looked at him. He looked at me. He was like, you got a young blood? He's like some older, he's like some older cat. And I was like, all right, bet. Bet. I went on and listened to it. You know, it was, it was okay. But all right, it's some, it's some, it's some gems on lasers. But it was like, 
I could hear it, and when he finally explained it, it's like it makes sense. It just doesn't sound like an album Lupe would make. You know, it's also it's just called Laser Straight Out. His first two albums were Lupe Fiasco presents Food and Liquor, and the second was Lupe Fiasco presents The Cool, and the lasers were just lasers. So it's like, all right, you know, he he ain't even really putting a stamp on this. But now I'm get I'm standing on my Lupe Fiasco soapbox, so let me get, let me get down and get off. <laughs> yeah, I really can. But he's actually re-releasing Food and Liquor. The one you heard, the leaked, oh. way all the other songs. Oh. Yeah, it's like called for for chill because you know his his manager says like that. So yeah, that's actually supposed to be a, a project that's coming out. So yeah, like so ghetto, like ghetto and gangster, like all the all the songs that were originally supposed to be on the food and liquor. I think that that's a project that's supposed to come out. So I'm excited for that. It's gonna be for dope Yeah. Um. Have you checked out the Two Chains new album? Are you planning on checking it out? No. When's the last two chains album you like that you listen to? Uh I checked out I checked out kinda the one where LeBron James executive executive produced it. Okay, yeah, that I was kind, I, I, yeah. I checked and I was like, all right, let me let me let me browse it. That's the last one. Um even before that. Actually no, um Pretty Girls Love Chart Music. Yeah, Pretty Girls Love Chart was that, the, that was pretty solid. That was that was that's his best project. Better than most too? I think so. Really? Personally, I like the sound of Pretty Girls like trap music more, really good. more like, than I like I mean, the sound that, of those I mean, two. The, the, that was the sound of that. I can't remember the year it came out, but that was like one. That was a real staple for that year. Pretty yeah. Girls yeah, Boats Two was good. Boats Two was like if you like that that era of Two Chains. That's peak trap. Yeah, it's peak trap. If yeah, that's what you're into. And I like trap music, but like. I think I saw. I think that's the one where we went. To, we, that's. I think that's that's the one. We, I can't remember if, if it's boats one or boats two. I think it's boats two, but that's the one where we all went to um, see him at the Tabernacle. Maybe. Yeah, that's that's, that's probably around that time. That, it was like we, the it was like it was definitely we were in college. It might have been like sophomore. Year. Yeah, it was sophomore year because um, Big Amount was on that album, right? This is the that's the song he got with Drake. I know that because my sophomore year at Howard is when Two Chains the headliner for uh, Homecoming. So I was like, okay, this is when Two Chains is at the top of the game, and he brought out Drake to do Big Amount, and then Drake did a set. Hence why it's the greatest Homecoming ever, right? But I don't think I don't think I, I think I'd have walked out of everybody. I don't think I've, ever, I've seen Drake live. I've seen Kendrick live definitely. Haven't School seen Kendrick live. came out. Um, but when it comes to like um, legendary rappers of our time, I still I still haven't seen Drake. No, Big Amount was. That's uh, another. It has to be another song. The Big Amount some pretty girls like trap music apparently. Oh, yeah. So that's not the song I'm thinking about then. Yeah. What's the? But both, I just remember both two just had bangers. He just that's when that's really when Two Chains took over. Yeah. I'll give you that. No lie. No lie. Yeah. There you go. No lie. No lie. Yeah. Yeah, that's the, that's the song they did. So, um, I checked it out. Uh, Dope Won't Sell Itself. It's Dope Don't Sell Itself. It's, I really like the album cover. It's some tracks on. He got a song on with Stove Got Cooks and Simba. That's hard. It's, it's cool. It's just a cool album. Like I listened to it once, listened to it twice. 
I have not felt compelled to really go back and check it out past that. Um, uh, album I have been listening to a lot lately has been uh, CM10 by Yo Gotti. It's his it's last cocaine music. And I like came up on Yo Gotti cocaine music. Cocaine music one, cocaine music two, cocaine music three. Oh man, that cocaine music. Hope nigga won't you confuse it. Lane's gonna copy D boys gonna boot. Like, yeah, that's that's it. Like that that's the point where I was like, oh yeah, this trap shit is different. Like Yo Gotti, like every Yo Gotti project I listen to from eighth grade until like eleventh grade, if Yo Gotti dropped some shit, I was there. I was the first one on it. I fuck with Yo Gotti the long way. Um, yeah, so if you haven't listened to check out uh see him ten. It's like a double album. So but it's only like an hour long. Um got a song with a rap check. He's pretty much going through like his whole rap career, how he got it started, how he was with cash money over here, to how he, you know, how he did the song with Nicki Minaj and how Fast Star Chick when Nicki Minaj said that, that was the first video she went on that went number one on BET. I was like, who the fuck knew, right? And then um how you met Drake when Drake rapped about him on Underground Kings off of Take Care that like, I'm with Yo Gotti and E Mac and these niggas. You wear furs in the south, like it's snowing in the south, like all that shit. It's like he was just going through it, like, yeah, these people seen it. Like you really seen him go through like his genesis and everything. You feel me? So I really, really been fucking with that album. Uh Saba. Saba dropped the album that's I really enjoy it. Few good things. The last Saba album that came out, who I think that was my fourth or fifth favorite album that year when we did our rankings for it. But this Saba album, it's it's lighthearted, it's smooth, it's just a lot of Kendrick in it. It's like you listen to it and it's like it's certain songs on here that sound it sound like a song from Pimp, to Pimple Butterfly. It's a song here that sounds like it's from Good Kid Massey. It's a song that's on here that sounds like it's from not 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 damn, but it's like you can hear it, you can really hear the influence. And it's just a I don't know, I it's personally it's a turn off when I'm listening to a rapper and I can hear the influences in them. You know, because every everybody's inspired by somebody, right? But when you can clearly see, like, no, oh, this sounds like a Kendrick song. It's like you're obviously, like, it's like you're obviously copying. Yeah. This artist, like you're you're acquiring this artist, and they're still making music. So it's like, if I wanted to hear that, I listen to the original. Yeah, yeah, exactly, exactly. So it's. I saw the new shit. I really been listening to. Um. Yeah, it's yeah. Anything, honestly, whenever I'm listening to music, it's pretty much the same. I pretty much put on the same radio, like I put on Live Radio, and it's the mm-hmm. same. It's pretty much the same artist, Live, Fly Anakin, um, Knowledge, um, Concept Jackson, Matt Martians, and then a bunch of random people that'll come on. But yeah, I, when, whenever I'm like you know cooking or cleaning, it's pretty much the same um, radio. Mm-hmm. I've been I've been playing the fuck out of Magic by Vince Staples. He's dropped it. It's a it's a song he has, but technically featuring Mustard, but Mustard did beat. Oh, so. Right. It definitely sounds like Vince Staples going commercial. Or like, all right, this is your, you got a melodic flow to it. It's a mustard beat, so it got that bounce to it. So it's like, you know, this is, 
it, I'm not mad at it. It sound, the song still sounds good. It's still Vince. He's still rapping about real shit. Yeah, I mean, it's I, I, like I heard, like I went, I went back and listened to it. It's 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 pretty generic, but mm. generic isn't necessarily bad. Yeah, yeah. But other than that, uh, what's the next artist? We talk about what movie, what uh, movie I had to come out to get you into the theaters. What artist will have to go into it to get you to go to a concert? I don't know. I'm really, I'm really contemplating going to like the um, the Action Bronson Earl. I saw that on Tuesday. I saw that. I'm really contemplating just getting a ticket last minute. Um, I don't know if I'm super comfortable going to um, concerts again. I just like if I go, I don't want like I. I don't want it to ruin the experience. You mm. know what I mean? Like going, like going, like going, and be like the whole time is like, damn, what's going to happen after? Or you know, um, yeah, it's just like I don't know. I don't know if I'm one hundred percent, one hundred percent comfortable with going to um, going to the concert cause, just because it's it's so packed. And even though you can just like sit in the balcony and chill with your drink and whatever, I don't know. I don't know if I'm super comfortable with uh, with going to. Um, have I been to one yet? Yes, I have. I actually went to see. So I mean, it's a it's an indie show, so it's like it's not even like it's that many people. But mm. um, but yeah, I'm I'm super I'm super contemplating whether or not to go. Uh, like, are you going to that to that show in particular? Uh, I'm not sure. I know Wale's coming like on the third, yeah. and I really fuck with that last Wale album. And I haven't seen what I've seen Wale in person. He had a secret show when he was releasing, not Ambition. It was. Not the gifted, cause that was it. The gifted, Shit, it might have been the gifted. Anyway, he had a secret show in DC, and you know, when I was still at when I was still at Howard, and you know, me and my homeboy Milan and Yuri, we all went went there. And it was it was dope. So I seen I seen Wally. It didn't if you went to Howard, Wally did every Howard homecoming. So you had no support time. Even if he was like, oh, the nigga could have been to Africa the day before. Somehow, someone he made it back and did a set like, at Howard you, homecoming. You Howard for four years, you saw him once. You you seen him every year. So, yeah, um, I seen Wale, but I really enjoyed his last album. So he's he's coming to town. So I'm contemplating doing that. Big Crit is going on tour, but his, he won't be in until like June or something like that. And that's the one where it's like, I have yet to see a Big Crit perform live. And he's one of my favorite rappers. Have I seen? No, I don't, I don't think I've seen that. Yeah, yeah I've seen Crit. Yeah, I, I wanted just, to see Chris. Just, he, yeah, Smoking Slow Tour. Yeah, he was on one He's one of them. So he was on when he was on tour for Catalactica, I really wanted to see it really bad, but I was a broke college student. So I waited. You know, until I finally had the money, like the day of the concert, and they were sold out. Like there were tickets the week of. Like tickets on Monday. The show was like on Friday. Friday they were all sold out. I was so hurt. I think I've done that every touring. Every time I toured Marvel came to Atlanta, I waited till last minute to get tickets. Thinking like, oh no, it won't happen this time. Yeah, Every it always time. happens. So like, that's the that's the one. I was like, definitely, you know. Um, and then it's the Tyler Tyler concert in March, March twelfth, I think, is when he's gonna be in Atlanta. That shit like hundred bucks, ain't it? Yeah, hundred nineteen to be in the back. But Damn. honestly, is to me is worth it. Oh, okay. Because it's the, it's Tyler headlining. Yeah, Vince, Cali Uchis, and like. Some other person I never heard of. Uh, who is it? I know it's somebody I know. Who is that person? Uh, Tizo touched out. Yeah, yeah. Just, I mean, you know what I'm saying. Just, I just never, I just never heard of him. Yeah, just you know, young nigga, you know, doing cool shit. Yeah. So, I, and I've seen, I've seen Vince in concert twice. The first time was on the Flower Boy. He opened up for Tyler, 
And then when he did his uh, Big Fish Theory, what was it, FM? I think it was Big Fish Theory. No, Big Fish Theory, I think was, that's the album he did. He went on tour with Tyler, with, with Flower Boy. And then FM, he went on tour for that. He performed at the Tabernacle. I bought a ticket and I went to that. So I was like, I've seen every chance I had every chance I had to see Vince Staples, I was going to see Vince Staples. And he and like he dropped my favorite album of last year. So it was like, damn, I gotta go. So yeah, that's the that's the one I wanna really wanna go in. And Tyler Tyler dropped my second favorite album of last year. So for that alone, it's like, all right, I gotta go see these two albums live. Yeah. That's this that's one of the reasons why I want I kinda wanna go to see the Action Bros. Earl show because like mm-hmm. some rap songs. That shit was like that was a real pivotal, like um, inspirational album that came. Out. It was like one of those albums that came out at the right time. It was like mm-hmm. it was just really, you know, touched me in a way. Um, so yeah, I, I, I would I would want to see um, Earl. I mean, he, 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 he tours every year, so it's like, you know, yeah, you know, I'll never see him again. But because it's a, it's such a stacked lineup, it was it's action. It's like Action Bronson, Earl, Bodie James, Alchemist, Bodie James. I think I think Bodie James. Oh fuck! I might go now. <laughs> let me let me check. Let me hold on. Let me check the lineup. Um, but yeah, it's, it, I, it's like I saw it. It's like this is like this is like this type of rap. They are. It's like this type of rap. They are all there. Yeah. Dang, what is the last the project Action Bronson came out with? Uh, Action Bronson. He came out it, because he's so he what he what he drops is so under the radar. Um, I don't think he might have dropped something twenty twenty one. Really, the last time I heard of, last thing I heard from Action Bronson was like Blue Chips too. Really, yeah. That's a that was the mixtape. Yeah, that was the mixtape. That was the last time you I. You haven't listened to one Action Bronson album? No. It's worth a listen. Like if he's like Mister Wonderful was cool. Blue Chip Seven Thousand, like solid. It was absolutely solid. Like Blue Chip Seven Thousand is absolutely solid. White Bronco. The same, Lamb over Rice. It's the he has a, a project with the Alchemist. Mm. Action Bronson and the Alchemist are like they they are they are a dynamic duo for real for real. Action Bronson and the Alchemist that is a that is a dynamic duo. Better than Party Supplies. Yes, one hundred percent better than Party Supplies. I never liked Party Supplies. Party Supplies <laughs> oh, okay. is, is a lazy producer to me. Like he just chooses the loops and he just he, he chooses popular loops that you understand you already know and then loops them like. Like all like blue chip like blue chips, too, like all the songs that like that are great like they're just like other popular other popular songs. No, that, I get that. that. Like, I, I I remember people saying that. Like, at the time. It's like you're not just like you're not doing anything. anybody could did this. Like any like literally anybody could have did this. It's like it's like um like Andy Warhol. It's like anybody could. It's, it's the fact that you did it is not. That impressive to me because mm-hmm. anybody anybody can draw a picture. Like I don't want to say anybody can draw a picture. Of, it's basically him drawing a picture of a can of soup. I'm not into that. that I, I like actually Bronson. What he did with uh-huh. that was great, but like I'm not. I don't. I don't, I don't like that part. Only for dolphins was also really really good. Because okay. action, it's like action Bronson. He knows what he sounds good over. Mm. So he he is a plus. He has a very 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 good ear for beats. So he's basically imagine like a mix between you ever listen to Asher Roth? Yeah. A mix between Asher Roth and Rick Ross. <laughs> that is Action Bronson. 
That's a, that's a, that's that not a like, bad. That is, that is, that's that not is, a bad comparison. Like at a point in time, like Action yeah, Action Ross was like my favorite. I was really fucking with Asher Roth. I thought he was gonna be the guy. I didn't like Asher Roth like that. He, I thought he was cool, but I was like, I thought, I thought, I didn't, I didn't, I wasn't fucking with that. I thought it was a uh, um, asleep in the brain. No, uh, Fogra. I thought Fogra. Yeah, Fogra. Yeah, it was a, it was a um, it wasn't a gangster grill, but it was hosted by DJ DJ Cannon. Yeah. Yeah, that, I don't, I don't, yeah, he was. He was rapping. Yeah, so so it's like he's there, it's like the bar, it's like the bars are there, but his but he has humor, mm-hmm. but his humor isn't corny. Like I pre like because like Rick Ross, like Rick Ross has the lat just like that over the top opulent lavish oh. shit. But like imagine Rick, the opulence was funny, mm-hmm. but it's still it's funny, but it's not corny. I fixed the game between George, between Georgia it's Southern it's and Grambling. Yeah, this nigga went to Georgia Southern. It's just like yeah, it's like shit, it's like shit like that. It's just like but he's, he's, he's like rapping about preparing, you know, preparing food, going to fine dining restaurants, and, uh-huh. and you know the way he's able to to, to paint a picture. Like I, there was a, there was a point in time where Action Bronson was actually my like my favorite rapper, just because like the what he was doing was just like yeah, rapping rapping about cooking, mm. but not being corny. Over great, over great beats that I like, you know. No, so. yeah, that's definitely. Did you ever find out Bodie James was on the oh, on the no, show? I, I brought it up. Yeah, but. It's, it's, it's the headline is um, actually Bronson and Earl Sweatshirt. I can't see the the guess. Like, like the full, like the full lineup. That's fine. But yeah, but a big reason I do want to go see Tyler is that my little sister. She loves Tyler the Creator. Like she's been a Tyler the Creator fan since since I literally since as long as I can remember. He uh, he is going. He is on the tour. Uh, oh, Bodie, Bodie James. James? Yeah, oh Bodie shit, James. I might go there. It's like Earl, it's like Earl, Action Bronson, Bodie James, and Alchemist. And I think Z Loopers too. I don't know if you're listening to Z Loopers. He's with the, he's with he the, he did he did a, he did that track on um on Sick. Yes. Yeah. So he's within the, he's within the Earl. Okay. Um, the new new age. I think it's called. It says on Tuesday. Yeah, they say they say it's like a rap. Rent. I think it's like a rent. Uh-huh. The new. Underground Renaissance, yeah, like yeah, yeah. the Earl, the Mike, the Fly Anakin's, the I don't know, I don't know, technically Fly Anakin's in there, but you know, the new underground mm-hmm, poet type shit. Man, I be, I be, I get back on Monday. Shit, if you if you go, let me know. I will roll with you. Yeah, I, I literally just want to see Boldy. Yeah, so it might dip out after that. But um, yeah, my little sister, she really likes Tyler the Creator. So I was like, talk, last time I talked to her, I was like, yeah, man, you know, if you can get down here. I buy us two tickets. We can go see, go see Tyler. Cause last time we went to go see a Flower Boy, I literally Facetimed her and I was like Facetiming her to show, so she can like sit there and watch until my literally until my phone was like on ten percent, and she like really enjoyed it. I always buy her merch anytime I see Tyler. Anytime, anytime I go to a concert for her, for her, or like an artist I know she likes, I buy her something. So next time I see her, I can give it to her. Like, oh, here's the tour shirt from this. Here's the tour shirt from that. So yeah, that's that's the thing I, I would love to do. Go to uh, go to that show with my little sister, but um, yeah, man. Yeah, that's a, that's a, that's a solid maybe. I saw the tickets like it's like twenty five for a decent seat. It's like yeah, I might, I might. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah, 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 Because like you was like I was Ross and Earl with Bodhi. Like uh, I mean, honestly, I don't. I mean, I, I don't have any Bodhi quotes. Like I listen, I listen, I think I've listened to his last two albums. I can't remember one thing that he said. <laughs> it's just all hard. It's just just so, it's, it's all like, super it's all, tech mobile. He's been a, since a price of tea in China. Yeah. This nigga has so, been yeah, on. This nigga has been on a run. Yeah, I think I would spend more on merch than I would on. Yeah, <laughs> that's what I got. Literally, I, I want to go. I want to see Bodie. I want to buy some merch. 
I'll probably buy. I'll probably buy Earl's. Um, I'll probably buy a couple of CDs and a T-shirt or something like that. Yeah. So. Because Action Brought, like Action Brought, he's a, he's a, he's also inspiring me to um you know inspiring to be like a rapper slash artist because he's also because like mm-hmm. Action Bronson is also an artist so. This thing got renaissance, man. Yeah, because like, he's he's one of those people. Like, yeah, I have the opportunity to do everything. Like, he has like his own line of olive oil, mm-hmm. um, ice cream. Um, he he basically put Vice Land on his back. Um, it was the show highest shit. Uh, fucking delicious. Fucking deli- yeah yeah. Alchemist is on that. Yeah yeah. They just went around, got high, and ate food. Yeah, so it was like that was like that that yeah. It was like he's one of those people that inspired me. Like, oh yeah, you can actually do what you want if you're willing to. So. Um, that's it for me. You got anything else? Uh, oh, I actually do have one more thing. Ranking of Kings, the anime. Um, it's it's on Funimation. Uh, I think it's also on Crunchyroll. I think. Yeah, watch that. It's. It feels like it's a show that's made in like the nineteen sixties, like the early, early, like um, Saint Seiya, Ronin Warriors, type art style. Uh. Kind of really early, early loop in the third. Yeah. Where it's like it's kind of ugly, but it's like okay, it got a charm to it. You feel like it's like nice and wholesome, whimsical, and then shit gets dark. It's this one point, which this isn't a spoiler. It's this one point where the devil shows up, and that shit just flips your fuck. Cause he, the nigga, just shows up out of nowhere, and like, oh, this shit is different. As you're watching the show, you're sitting there, you're just like, oh, this is different. Oh, this is oh, oh, this is different. And like, I'm sitting there watching it. And it's like every episode, every time an episode ended, it felt like I watched an entire season of a show. Like so much stuff happened. And it's like such an emotional trauma because the, the, the show stars Boji. Boji is deaf and dumb, which for those who don't know, that means he, he he can't speak and he can't hear. And he's also like very, very short, but he's, but he's the son of a king. And this king's a giant. And this king's like the seventh. It's it's called ranking kings because in the show, all the kings in the world are ranked from like one to first to like last place, whatever, right? And Aboji's dad is like the seventh ranked king in the world. He's the strong. He's the strongest king. If he's like just physical strength, he's the strongest. But he's like the seventh ranked king. And Boji's supposed to like take over for him because he's the firstborn son of the game. But he's deaf and dumb, so everyone's like, weak. Yeah, like no, he's weak. And then like. You know, you you come to find out why why he is the way he is, and things like that. So it's like, okay, you think it's gonna be like the show about this young, what this shit is about this young man striving, overcoming his obstacles and difficulties, his disabilities, and it is that, and it's nice that, and it's wholesome, and then some shit happens, and you're just like, yo, what the fuck, what the fuck am I watching? So yeah, definitely will recommend Ranking of Kings to anyone if you're in an anime. If you're not, oh, uh, where can we watch it? Funimation. Funimation for sure. Um, that was it. That's I needed to I needed to get that off my chest. Oh, I got it. This is the scene this is the scene I was talking about. That's not. I gotta, I gotta, I gotta be, I gotta be in it when I watch it. Yeah, man. Uh, but yeah, that's all I got, though, dog. You? Um, no, that's it for me. Okay. 
All right, guys, that was episode 71 of the Three Piece Set Podcast. You can find us everywhere at Three Piece Set Pod on Twitter and Instagram. Josh, where can they find you? I know Jones everywhere. And you can follow me at 8 underscore sun 10 on Instagram. Ash underscore the underscore stampede on Twitter. Um, three piece set. Three piece set is your favorite bi-weekly podcast. Shout out to Daddy Hip Hop. Shout out to Daddy Studio. Um, 